91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Welcome to Tenem Express. Here's the Aishalat New Frequency 91.3 FM audio streaming at www.vocfm.co.za. As promised in this segment, focusing on mental illness awareness, and we focus on illnesses in adults. And we have Mark Delare, clinical psychologist, online with us. We all know, as I've mentioned earlier on, that uh, July is World Mental Illness Awareness Month. And we had Mark with us a week ago, and I'm happy that we're having him once again today. Mark, good morning to you and a warm welcome. Welcome. Nice, thank you very much for inviting me again and welcome morning to everyone on the station. The pleasure is ours, Mark, and we're looking at, you know, um, conditions currently, um, you know, with COVID-19, with many people, you know, homebound most of the time and people um, really, um, I think, overexerting themselves in taking precautions and becoming uh, OCD and all of those things. And unfortunately, you know, one asks the question, with COVID-19, did, you know, the call for help increase in our communities? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, you know, I think uh, along the lines of, of depression, definitely it, it, it has increased. I think for one thing that it's sort of undiagnosed in a way, although it's there in a big way, is, is anxiety. Uh, and that's, you know, you mentioned sort of the OCD sort of things happening as well, which, which starts out of the anxiety. So I think underlying anxiety has taken a huge leap, but not necessarily diagnosed so much. What's coming through more is, is the depression and people feeling just unable to you know, manage things and to continue on every day. So, yes, it has taken a huge jump. So we're looking at many uh, mental illnesses, and I, I suppose, you know, every mental illness has its own signs and symptoms? Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Um, you know, although sometimes some might have a little bit of an overlap with, with others. Okay. You know, when, we, when we try and define a mental illnesses, um, you know, very clearly in terms of diagnoses, there are some that have certain little overlaps. And I think what's also important is when we talk about, you know, just to talk about depression, there are so many different ways or different kinds of depression, if we can put it that way. You know, I'm not going to go into all of those, but there's yes. things like called dysthymia, cyclothymia, postnatal or postpartum depression, you know, a whole lot of different ones. And they all have sort of similarities. But I think if we look at it, generally speaking, depression as, as, as the major sort of heading, then a lot of the symptoms under there would, would probably cover some of the things that people would be experiencing. Definitely. You know, we're looking at, especially now with COVID-19, and we're looking at the depression because of, you know, people not being able to um, say goodbye to their loved ones when they passed on. And, and that's that, um, you know, that void of um, not having closure. And does this also cause anxiety and depression? Yes, most definitely. You know, that's, we all have rituals and, and, and things that we, that we go through to sort of honor and to complete, you know, um, life cycles. Yes. And when we can't do that with, with our loved ones and can't finish that or can't even be present with them, you know, sometimes during the last minutes, that can be a very, very um, difficult thing for us to, to, to deal with. Um, and, and not being able to actually celebrate their lives in, in the way that we would have done normally causes a lot of anxiety and then also, you know, further depression that's added on to the difficulty that people are already having. 
Mark, we're speaking about adults here, but we know that, you know, sometimes it, it, it comes from your childhood as well when we speak about that depression or the anxiety and the OCD as well. It's not just something that I suppose happens overnight. So tell us about, you know, the, the, the journey perhaps maybe and to give our listeners just an insight to see where you are at. Um, are you only suffering with anxiety or is it already at a, a, an advanced stage? Yeah, so, so I suppose all of it, uh, as you say correctly, we, you know, there's, there's a bit of a journey that we go on from where it starts. There are some times when we can say very specifically, you know, someone is depressed because of, you know, either a death in the family or, or a loss of a job or something that's very specific. But for most of us, you know, we all have an origin story. Um, so that would include our sort of temperament, our, our personality from when we when we're young, the experiences we go through there, um, you know, the culture or the religion that we brought up in as well. That will also inform how we see things and, and, and understand things. So that so there's a whole lot of things that go into into us sort of developing either anxieties or or, or difficulties from there that might go into the depression. Um, so I think one of the biggest things, obviously, is, is our experiences and then how we're able to manage those. And I think the greater that, or the, or the greater that our society or our, our, not our society, should I say, our, our um, environment, in other words, our family and those kinds of things help us to manage those things or deal with those things, the greater ability is to, is to manage our anxiety and depression. Indeed. We just want to uh, apologize to your good self, Mark, and also to our listeners for the drilling. We, um, we are uh, busy with renovations, so do bear with us as well. I'm so sorry for that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Mark, you, you, you've mentioned, you know, um, friends and family, and we know it is so difficult, and especially now during these times as well. So who do you call? How do you get connected um, to speak to somebody about your feelings? So sometimes people say, you know what, it's just to get it off my chest to feel a bit better but other than that people will always tell you that you know what um, I don't want to communicate with anyone uh, they become withdrawn and you know that lack of appetite and all of those setting in mm-hmm. as well so how do one uh, guard against that well I think I think the important thing is is that we need to be encouraging each other to talk about things and maybe as, as you say they very very correctly is it's not always that when you speak to someone that you are necessarily looking for a solution in the moment. Yes. Just to be able to unburden yourself and to speak about things is very important. Now, that can be with a family member, with a friend. It can also be with, you know, someone from your, from your religious community. It can also be some of the helplines that, that are out there where you can speak to someone if you feel you speak anonymously. There are helplines that you can phone for free, and those people will just listen to what you have to say. But unburdening yourself is very important. When you are feeling depressed and when you are feeling withdrawn, the last thing you want to do is to talk about it. But probably one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to just start talking about it and unburdening yourself of, of those, those thoughts going through your head. Okay. We speak about, and I'm going to mention once again, uh, mental illness in, in adults, but yet it has an impact on our families as well. If either the mother or the father, um, like you said, you know, um, you might have lost your job or, you know, this lack of income. And we know, unfortunately, you know, South Africa is going, and not just the world over, I suppose, is going through a very difficult um, time financially, economically as well. And, and we're thinking of, you know, the many people that's left without, you know, a breadwinner as well due to death of COVID. 
Yes, look, you know, it's so difficult because we as, as parents, we as, as perhaps elders, you know, in, in the family, yes. we, are, we are trying to shield our children from these things, and which I think to some degree we do need to. Uh, I think it's important that we don't necessarily speak too openly um, to our children and, and, and young, younger ones around us about, about those difficulties. Not that we're trying to hide that we might be having difficulty, but yes. to burden them with the, the nuts and bolts of it because they, they cannot do anything about it. So we need to try and shield them you know, from, from direct conversations about that. At the same time, it's almost impossible to, to hide what is happening when, when we are going through difficulty ourselves. And that's why we need to find a space to be able to talk, talk about it. Indeed. Mark, this brings us, you know, to, to um, people, we're saying, you know, relating to people and sometimes, you know, asking for advice, but not getting that advice from the, the correct people, basically. So how do, you know, one gauge, as I said, um, your stage of that depression and to know that, you know, I need to look for, for, for help before it gets to um, an advanced stage? Mm. I think that's that's quite important because it's very difficult. You know, it's almost you know when, when you when you are depressed or the day you you realise you're depressed, it's already too late. It's probably been building up for a while. But I think some of the, the most important signs, or early signs, are sort of uh, you know ability to concentrate and focus. That starts to go because your mind is so busy with other things. Yes. You might become a little bit more irritable and and, and sort of short-tempered. That would be something. And then when you notice that you're starting to lose interest in things that, that before used to hold your interest, you used to enjoy, yes. those, those could be some of the very early warning signs. And then I think you must take heed of them very quickly. Okay. You've specifically mentioned earlier on postpartum depression. Is this, um, you know, people often think that um, it's being crazy or, um, you know, but um, having a baby for the very first time. And I mean, sometimes people only, if, uh, you know, discovers that they're experiencing it after the third or the fourth baby for that matter mm. as well. So, you know, coping mechanism with regards to that and knowing that you have a family and a baby to, to care for. That's, that's a very difficult one, you know, because very often people also don't want to admit that that is happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they try and sort of suffer in silence with that because there is often a lot of stigma and a lot of judgment around that. But, you know, becoming a mom and, and, and bearing a child is a huge thing and it's a huge responsibility. You know, you're taking, you're taking responsibility for this life. And, and at the same time, you also then are expected in some ways to carry on with your own life and, and manage things that you did before. Yes. So, so definitely a, a lot of people experience this and, and it goes undiagnosed very often. Um, and I think the important thing is, again, you know, just for you yourself to be able to speak to someone, even if it's outside of your family that you go and talk about it doesn't mean that you're going to need medication or need to go to therapy necess necessarily, but to be able to speak to someone and just say how you're feeling and what you're concerned about and your fears might be a way to try and work with it. Obviously, some people become severely depressed and they're going to, they would need, obviously, treatment, you know, further on from there. Mark, how important is it for yourself to identify that you need help? Because many times people might be telling you, I think you need help, and you're in that denial stage thinking that, what's wrong with you? You know, I'm, I'm coping. I, I think that's such a difficult one for us because we all, you know, we, we, we want to be seen to be coping. We want mm. to be seen to be competent in everything. So <laughs> we struggle. And, and I think it's, it's a peculiar thing among South Africans as well. We want to show the world that we, we are able to manage everything, you know. And I think uh, that's something that actually holds us back from, from, from getting help. 
Um, and, and you know what I always say, you know, if your, if your car, your car needs to be serviced on a regular basis, yes. if you don't service your car, <laughs> it's going to break down, you know, and, uh, and in some ways we're similar. We, we can't just keep on going without maintenance. So I think that's just something to keep in mind. It's not about you admitting defeat. It's about you making sure that you can manage the things that you have to do. Indeed, like that's they say, nowadays, um, you know, the human is like a car there. There's definitely spare parts for everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost, <laughs> Mark. Coming, coming back. Um, also, we, you know, we're speaking about different stages and different ages here, and we're looking at you know a great amount of elders in their homes, isolated, um, not getting the support they necessarily need, or not being able to get that support because of lockdown, because of you know certain circumstances. Maybe they can't get visitors either. Um, how do they cope? Do you get calls from you know elders saying that? they need to speak to someone unfortunately we don't get get a lot of those calls you know well not, not at our facility i suppose i'm not sure about some of the other help mm-hmm. lines, but that's not something that we get because um unfortunately those those elders of ours don't don't call they don't reach out for that help they they very often almost want to say suffering in silence mm-hmm. and i think that's quite a sad thing i think we should be looking out for those those elders around us even if it's not our own family members sometimes a call sometimes just a check-in you know knock on the door how are you doing um, can can go a long way to helping them because they tend to to withdraw even more and just isolate Indeed. So, will you say that mental illness, uh, there's, there's, there's a balance when we speak about males and females suffering or are women or men rather suffering in silence and women are the ones, you know, seeking for assistance? I think, um, you know, to, to, uh, to a degree that is true, that old thing about men not looking for help or going to ask for help. Uh, in a way, is is still true. I think it's become better over the years, but it is still true. Um, I often I often see that or feel that that women are more open to asking for help, to communicating with with you know family family members or friends and, and, and speaking about things in general, whereas men try to um, push through with everything and then ultimately actually. That's why amongst males of certain ages, we have the higher, you know, you have a much higher suicide rate because it gets pushed to such a degree where there is no, there's always no way out. So, yes, to answer your question, there is, a, there is a disparity in what we see, but I think on the ground, there may in fact be basically an equal amount of people being depressed, be they male or female. So if we can touch on the symptoms and treatment and the support and the coping mechanism with um, clinical psychology, uh, uh, you know, or with institutions, mm. um, what would you, um, you know, what would you say are these symptoms and, and are they all treatable? They, they, are, they are all treatable, okay. you know, to a greater or less extent. They are, are all treatable. Like I said, there's the different sort of, um, I want to say, kinds or levels of depression. So, so they, might, they might differ. But the main things that you're looking, looking at are, as we said in the beginning, the main signs would be someone who's starting to feel sort of depressed or down yes. most of the day, almost every day. Um, and then again, we spoke about that diminished interest in things that you that you you know liked or, or, or made you feel good in the past and um, then there's concentration difficulties one of the other main specifiers i suppose there would be disturbances in sleep either yes. excessive sleep or, or, or inability to sleep properly um eating patterns might change eating more eating less 
losing or gaining weight when the person's not necessarily on diet. And then, of course, one of the big ones would be people starting to feel hopeless, helpless, and then leading to sort of thoughts and feelings of suicide and death. So those would be the main sort of specifiers or the, or the symptoms that you, you're noticing. Um, Treatment-wise, there's a lot of different modalities in terms of therapy, psychotherapy, you've got CBT, DBT, all kinds of different things. Okay. But at the end of the day, that's sort of your talking therapies. And then obviously also with medications. Generally speaking, if we look at you know research and, 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 and experience, is that there's usually a bit of a balance between the two. Not necessarily with 50-50, sometimes medication is more important with some therapy okay. and, uh, and vice versa. But, but both together, generally speaking, are the ones that work the best. Okay. Mark, unfortunately, we're running out of time. If there's any number or maybe um, web address or any contact details you want to leave with our listeners, and I know this is a very important topic we're just touching on once again this morning, please share those details with them. Um, I think um, some of the important ones would be uh, if you go and look uh, for a group called SADAG, that's the South African Depression and Anxiety Anxiety. Group. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a a number there, but I think on their website you'll also find a a toll-free number, but there's a Joburg number, 011-234-4837. But if you you have access to to online, you could go and get their free number there. Then there's our helpline for a CASO is um, 0861-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435-435